Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. As usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you listen, I appreciate it. Welcome. Um, <clears throat> my voice is a little dry. Having some sinus issues, man. I'm getting old. <clears throat> I feel all dried out and shit. But anyway, um, I usually start with my milestone. And uh, the milestone for the week is Miles is at my parents' house for a few weeks for the summer. Uh, so we went up last weekend. We drove from uh, here in Charlesville up to Rochester, New York. Uh, not my favorite drive. I've done it uh, so many times. It's very boring. Uh, let me say... Pennsylvania is the uh, Alabama of the North. It's a shitty state. Um, I can't even remember the Susquehanna Valley, whatever the fuck it is. It sucks. Uh, Smoking Dam. Any area up there is Liverpool. There it is. Liverpool, PA. What a shit fucking town. God damn. Um, I don't know why anyone lives there, and I'm pretty sure people would drive through where I live at and go, why would anybody live here? But uh, yeah, man, that town fucking sucks. I would, I like to say the entire state of Pennsylvania minus uh, Philly and maybe a couple other small areas. That it's a shit, it's a shit state, man. It's awful people, uh, and I don't like it. <laughs> to be quite honest, most people I've met from from uh, Pennsylvania are assholes. Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't. So, you know what? I need to carve out lower Marion because the ba the greatest basketball player to ever touch a basketball player to touch a basketball. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I said the greatest basketball player to ever touch a basketball player. Uh, that's very weird. Um, I don't edit anything on this podcast, but Kobe Bryant. So I have to say, Lower Marion is probably pretty cool. Philly is probably pretty cool. But uh, Western PA, you know what? Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh is cool. But other than that, the whole state is shit. And if there's somebody else I like from a different area, that area doesn't suck. Hershey. Michelle Wolf is from there. Great comic. That town doesn't suck. But the part of, of uh, Pennsylvania that I drive through, I absolutely hate it. I digress. So it's not a bad drive, you know. Um, God damn, I, I came in hot. Man, I came in hot on PA. I'm sorry. I got to travel to Virginia Beach today. Whenever I travel days, I'm, I'm very anxious and I lash out. I lash out at states and I'm lashing out at Pennsylvania. You know what it is? I've just seen way too many Confederate flags in uh, Pennsylvania for me to respect that part of the country. I just, at least that little vein that I'm driving through, I don't fuck with it, man. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, Jesus Christ, I am coming in hot. But I digress again. <laughs> so Miles is uh, at my parents' house. Uh, we, we drive up, we have a great time. Uh, I have a great lunch with my buddy. I guess you call it brunch because I had lunch. He had breakfast. I had a great talk with my buddy Todd Youngman. He's uh, he works over at the Carlson, also a comic. Uh, just uh, one of those conversations, man, where you really get in there and you and you really get to know somebody. You know, 
And I've known Todd for years, but it was one of those conversations where you go, damn, I didn't know he felt this way about this kind of stuff. So we had a great uh, eye-opening conversation uh, about comedy and all kind of stuff, man. It was it was great. Uh, oh, we got to see this. You guys, you guys have seen all the videos of the uh, military uh, reunions. So we're sitting at Jines in Rochester on Park Avenue, having our nice little brunch. Uh, and uh, we look outside. We see a couple of young ladies sitting out there. And we see another young lady setting up her friend. Hey, let's just take a picture. Let's take a picture. And as she's lining up the shot, another young lady comes behind the woman who's getting ready to be in the picture. And she leans down next to her. They snap the picture. She shows the woman the picture. And boom, she sees her friend in her army uniform. She gets up and she cries for about 20 minutes. It's a beautiful moment. People in there are, we're, we're all on. Everybody's crying. Uh, inside the restaurant. It was a beautiful moment, man. Uh, being prior military, I, I know that feeling. Uh, when you when you when you you come home and your friends haven't seen you and your family haven't seen you in a long time, it can be very emotional. But I will also say this shit. I find it very funny. I I respect anybody that joins. You know, I don't care what service you join. I got a lot of shit for being in the Air Force, but uh, you can look at somebody and go, this person is is fresh out of basic training. And they, they might have been gone for like maybe 10, 12 weeks. And uh, <laughs> just the level of like excitement and uh, level of emotion is just funny. I love seeing these young dudes walk around the airport with their uniform on and, you know, handshakes and people want to buy them drinks. They're getting upgraded. And it's just like, dude, you only were in basic training. You just got out of AIT or tech school. You haven't done a fucking thing. Relax, you know. You act like you you uh, you're coming home with a with a necklace full of uh, full of ears, you know, like you're, you're fresh out of Nam. It's like, dude, you went to Texas, you went down to Georgia, you went to some school for a few weeks, you jerked off in the shower, and you and you, you get to walk around Atlanta Airport like you shot um, twenty five Taliban dudes on one mag, you know, and your in your left shoulder uh, has a bullet wound in it. It's like, re relax, dude. You haven't even gotten any dirt on your uniform yet. <laughs> but uh, I love it, man. And I say that in all, in, in, in all funness and uh, uh, out of respect, man. It's, it's all fun out of love, man. But uh, it is fun. Just seeing the the, the pride uh, beaming from these young people who've decided to uh, do something different with your life. I know I'm busting your balls, but uh, hey, man, we were all there. I was there. I, I, can't, I can't act like I was in the shit, man. Never seen... And a second of com of combat, uh, you know, um, in real life, so so to speak. I did a lot of other shit, but uh, as far as kicking down doors and and putting rounds down range, that was never me, man. So uh, hat my hat goes off to anybody. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed your Memorial Day. Um, yeah, man, that's a very um, uh, it's a very special day to me, man. You, you know, you get to know a lot of people in in the military while you're in the military, man, of all different backgrounds. And uh, depending on your job, uh, you know, you get to meet people from different services, people who actually go out there outside the wire, boots on the ground, kicking down doors, having being shot at. And unfortunately, uh, over over the course of your career, you may lose some of those some of those friends. Um, I've had plenty of friends dying in a form from other. Um, from other things. And it's just very sad, man. 
it's just it's just very sad. But uh, to know that so many of our young men and women uh, they die uh, on foreign soil under um, excruciatingly uh, painful uh, instances, you know, in some cases they they never see it coming. But um, my my hat goes off to the guys guys and uh, girls that have lost their lives in the line of duty. You know, I, I just I couldn't imagine, man, just you know losing the child or losing your life in, on on foreign soil. Uh, bleeding out in some shit town somewhere, man, or in a jungle somewhere, and you know, surrounded by your buddies. But uh, man, that's um, at a young age. That's not how you're supposed to go, folks. But my hat goes off to to every veteran out there, all everyone who served. But uh, Memorial Day is to, is to remember those those people who um, who made the uh, ultimate sacrifice and, and never came home. Uh, they never got to see their child be born and all that kind of stuff, man. So um, I hope you guys en enjoyed your Memorial Day. And, uh, hey, let us not forget those we lost to the uh, the war on Christmas, folks. Those are the real heroes, you know, the people who no longer shop at Target or they won't go to certain places anymore because they don't have the uh, Merry Christmas cups. So uh, while we have people who really died in real wars, we got to think about the real heroes, folks, okay? The guy who stopped going to Starbucks a couple of years ago and now he only drinks you know real coffee <laughs> what's that coffee company called the the uh and it, they actually got some pretty good but i only drink black rifle coffee because i'm a patriot <laughs> uh, this is some uh bullshit um dunkin donut shit that i got here Man, I didn't even really uh, mean to die. see. This is this is my brain. It is I just go into these different fucking rants about things. Um, I didn't plan to talk about uh, Memorial Day that uh, that extensively. Man, this is like my fourth digress. I think that might be the uh, <laughs> the name of the episode. It's just all digressions. But uh, so back to the story. We get to Rochester. We have a great time. I see my buddy Todd. We see. You know, the young lady come back uh, from wherever she was in the Army, whether it was basic training, AIT or tech school, wherever she was. But uh, it was a beautiful moment, man, just to see people that happy, especially after being locked down for so long. Uh, it's nice to see people getting back out and enjoying themselves. Um, I'm over the mask thing. I'm not I'm not wearing it. I'll bring one just in case. But I'm fucking over it, people. I got my shot and uh, it's, I'm done. I did my part. I sat in the house for over a year. I got my shot. Everybody can go fuck themselves. I'm done with the mask. Man, so we just happened to come home at the right time, man. Um, my grandmother had her 96th birthday party. It was fantastic. Uh, she was so adorable. She was so cute. It was nice having her friends there. Um, the whole family was there. We had a great time uh, just watching her open her gifts and read the cards. We laughed. She's so funny. She's so funny, man. She kept she kept the whole room rolling. And um I feel it was a beautiful moment, man. I could I could tell she really appreciated it, man. Cause at 96, we none of us know when we're gonna go. But at 96, you know <laughs> that guy is coming for you, buddy. He's right there. I mean, he is right there, hand on the doorknob. He's just waiting to open that motherfucker to say, hey, come on, man, it's, it's time to go. You stay long enough. But um, 
um, after she opened her cards and she, she gave a speech, uh, you could really hear it in her voice and see in her eyes uh, the level of appreciation. Uh, she felt loved and um, she felt appreciated. And just to be surrounded by all these people that, you know, that she helped bring onto the earth. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. I think about it so much, man. My grandmother, she had kids who had kids who had kids. I mean, she's in there with great grandbabies, man. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I just, man, I don't I don't think I will ever live to be 96, man. But uh, I got to say, uh, God forbid the day I lose my grandmother. And I know her life isn't perfect. But, man, I mean, to be fortunate enough or blessed, whatever you want to say, to live to that, uh, to that age, to be surrounded by your great-grands, you, I mean, to the point where you see your children become elderly, you know, <laughs> sorry, ma. And you, you know, I'm 41, man. I was her one of her, I was her grandbaby. She has grandchildren who are in their fifties. Great. She has grandchildren in their forties, great grandchildren who are almost of age to drink, man. And then we got some that are, you know, a couple of years old. It's almost like she's looking into the future, man. She was born in the 1920s, and she's hanging out with her grandkids. My son was built, born in 2012. That is amazing. I wish I could see something like that. To see what my great-grandkids would look like, man. That little girl from Florida, man, she's, I mean, that's it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. So I just want to say I love my grandmother. I love my family. We had a great time. And uh, I hope Miles enjoys himself, man. Uh, man, that's all I can say about that. But it was a, it was a beautiful moment. See, this is a different this is a different pod, man. Chris is different today. And I gotta say, I've been I'm being really reflective. I've been having a lot of great sex. <laughs> yes, I'm glad Miles is gone. <laughs> I'm glad he's out of here. But it's been nice, man. My wife and I have some time to just hang out, just do what we do the things that we um uh just do to do, do, do uh, I'm sorry to do some things we want to do, you know. And as as a parent, sometimes you can feel guilty, man. You know, we we pull back up at the house, we get in, we get inside, we get everything, you know, unpacked, and we're just sitting there like, man, like what do we do? And it's it's. It just sucks, man. It's like uh, you see all this little stuff laying around, his Mario stuff, and look at his desk and all the papers and the notes and stuff that he's been writing. It's like, God damn, man, my boy, I'm going to miss him. I think this is going to be the hardest um, the hardest time leaving him behind. But uh, I got to enjoy to I got to learn to enjoy myself. I don't I don't I shouldn't feel guilty, you know, and I think he kind of feels guilty, too, because he told my mom the other night that he had a great time, but he still misses us. So, Hey, I had a great time last night, <laughs> but I still miss my son. Um, but yeah, I'm watching a lot of basketball. We're watching uh, shows together. We're laughing. We're just having a good time, man. And look, I, I gotta say this. I don't really, I don't really talk about this, but you know, you get home, it was like six o'clock on a Sunday and I'm like, man, there's basketball on. I'm about to stuff me a nice fat cone. And I did. And I enjoyed it. I watched the game. She took a long bath. We ate. We just chilled. 
man, we made love. It was great. It was great. It was fantastic. But, uh, man, I'm enjoying these playoffs. Now, I got a couple things I want to say, then I want to get out of here, man. Um, look, last night, game, uh, was it game five? Yeah, game five, Lakers. And um, who the hell are the Lakers playing, man? I'm just I'm just enjoying it, man. It's the Lakers. Wait, who the hell? Let's see. ESPN. Nope, that's not what I want. Who the hell are the Lakers playing? I'll look it up on the phone. I'm being dumb. Oh, man. I can't do it. Here we go. But it's game five, right? LeBron does not have a great game at all. It happens. And all you hear is the commentators, oh, LeBron James, he's it's the Suns. How do, you know what? They, they have, the Suns haven't been in the playoff for so long, I forgot that it was them. <laughs> but um, AD isn't playing, and I get, and Charles Barkley is right, man. If, if he doesn't play, they're going to lose this series, man. If he doesn't play, they're going to lose this series. So they had a bad game, and it's just here, just to hear all the announcers like, oh, he's 36. He's, you know, all these long playoff runs. They're starting to catch up with him. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. It's like this guy has one bad playoff game, and all of a sudden he's old and washed up. It's like, didn't you guys see that alley-oop that he caught the game before in his late 30s? Come on, man. Elbow over the rim. He's not done. He just had a bad game. But I do agree. AD needs to be out there playing. He needs to – and Barkley called him out. That motherfucker needs to be out there. Now, I can see not being out there if you're going to be a liability to the team. But, man, come on, man. If it's like just some tweak shit and it's just hurting a little bit, man, you got to take a shot. You got to put some icy hot. You got to numb that shit and get the fuck out there and play, man. And it's easy to, for me to say because I, I have I've never played in the NBA, but you're the big man for the motherfucking Lakers. You gotta suck that shit up and play, my man. If you as long as you're not gonna be a liability or like further injure yourself that you could possibly end your career. But if it's again some weird tweak shoulder shit or you need just a little, hey man, you gotta get your ass out there. You're not gonna feel perfect. You have to get out there. But I, I hate seeing these guys give up on LeBron, man. One bad game and all the stuff that they suck his dick over about how long he's been in the league, all these deep playoff runs that he's had over the last, you know, fucking decade. That's what makes him great. Then he has one bad, oh, this is it. Stop it. It's not over for LeBron. Don't do that shit. It's not over for him. Um... And this, uh, like, uh, Naomi Osaka, I want to talk about this, too. She decided, you know, uh, that she said that she didn't want to uh, talk to the media during this this uh, tennis tournament. And she was going to be fine he heavily and stuff. And she finally said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to drop out. And honestly, I applaud her for that shit. And then you know why? Because it makes people mad. There's a group of people in this country, they love to know that you have a boss, that you have to answer to somebody Honestly, they like the fact that you answer to motherfucking money. That's what they like to know. No matter how moral you, you, you think you are, no matter how Christian you say you are, 
For some reason, there's a group of people in this country, they like to know that you answer to capitalism and that you answer to money. And it makes them mad when they see these young black athletes like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't care about the money. I am going to be principled. No matter if you think it's right or wrong, if someone is willing to give up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and in some cases millions of dollars to do what they believe in, hey, I applaud that. It, it makes them mad. It makes them mad because they all have a master that they answer to. And it really bothers them to see these young black people with all this money go, you know what? I don't really care about it because I'm fine. I have enough that I need. And it bothers them because you see all this shit about like, oh, look at this. Uh, if you if you can't handle it, you then you need to quit. You know, it's part of the job. You know, this, that and the third. Isn't it very convenient and weird how all of a sudden they can understand, oh, Wow, I have to do something because it's part of my job. You know, I thought the media sucked. Why all of a sudden, you know, you've been saying for the last five years how biased and shitty the media is. Now you're yelling at this young lady because she's she doesn't want to talk to that said biased media that you've been comp com complaining about all the fake news, all the bullshit they put out. And, and the thing is, why do you care? Why do you care about sports so much? Why do you care what these athletes do? You're the ones that are getting upset. You're the one that put all the stock in celebrities and athletes. And you know, you're the ones that get riled up that LeBron James says Black Lives Matter, that he speaks out politically. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see that these people are rocking the fucking boat. I, I love to see it. You're really just mad that you can't do what she's doing. You can't step away from your job that you have to toe the line. All of a sudden, you want to, you know, oh, that's not fair. Now, all of a sudden, you care about fairness. How come she can, hey, she's got she's got the money. She's got the capital to do it. You know what? I don't want to talk to them. And the thing is, I don't blame them. I love my family, but there's times when I get home from work or whatever, I don't want to talk to anybody, especially if it was a bad set or a shitty day at work. I don't want to sit there and, and talk about it immediately. It's like you go out there, you've, You've played, you performed on the stage in, in front of thousands of people. And depending on the sport, millions of people watch you on TV. You either had the most exhilarating uh, time of your life or one of the most crushing defeats of your, of your uh, existence. And you got to sit here and talk to 100 people who can't even hold a candle to what you do and have them scrutinize it and have, you ask you to have them ask you the same question over and over and over again just so they can get a quote for their fucking little publication. Why? Because that's how it's, how it's been. Things are changing and you're mad. You're mad that you, that people that used to be in this supreme position of power, telling people what to do. They don't really, um, hold as much weight anymore and it really really bothers you that this whole power dynamic is shifting and changing and people are like you know what I don't want to do that and it just, it really just kills me because the people that get mad the most are the people who are the most about freedom about people doing what they want to do but when they see other people that they don't like or agree with politically when they see them uh, pushing back on things that they they don't like, all of a sudden we need you. You got to toughen up, and sometimes you got to do shit you don't like. So do you, sir. Sometimes you got to call somebody that was born a her or a he, a fucking she or her. 
Sorry, people are trans. You got to respect people. You don't even want to do that. You don't even want to respect the trans person's pronoun, but you want this person who went out and just had one of the, either like I said before, one of the most amazing nights of their life or one of the worst nights of their life. And you got to sit in front of uh, all these cameras and all these microphones and listen to people nitpick your performance apart when you still yourself haven't had a chance to process it and you want them to maintain this level of decorum and, and seem happy and appreciative to talk to these fucking people who have probably trashed them over the years because they didn't give them an interview or because they play, they didn't play well or they didn't perform well, man, go fuck yourself. Now, with that being said, there's a show. That's the show. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Allen comedy. Um, and Hey, that's it. I'm going to try to get something uh, with Norman this weekend. I'm, I'm about to head to, um, Virginia Beach to do the funny bone with him. So maybe I can uh, record something with him on here and uh, post it. I know you guys probably want to hear from him more than me, but uh, all right, I got to get out of here. See you. Peace. I'm out. I'll let you boy.